Good morning. Good morning, family. Good morning, family. In conversation with L.Y. Heard here on 1010 WLB as well as all our social medias, particularly YouTube and Spotify and so many others. And in just about, let me see now, we got this Monday, next Monday, and then the Monday after Labor Day, we will be ready to announce. In fact, I'm going to do a pre-announcement right now. I'm just so excited about the opportunity. I'm going to be returning to daily broadcasting, and I'll be doing the In Conversation with Larry Young on Mondays from 10 to 11, but on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, between 10 and 12, I'll be doing the L.Y. Morning Show, and that will be starting on the Tuesday after Labor Day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 10 to 12, and I'll give you all the special information you need so that you can consider joining me on that podcast. So stay tuned, stay tuned. I, I could not work it out. The old guy said, look, come on now, you're 73 years old. Come on, stop. So I'm not going to get up at 4 o'clock or whatnot. No, by taking the show that I'm going to do from 10 to 12, I can do a, a pretty much a, up at 8 and in by 9.15, 9.30 the latest, and start. We're going to start with a big guest, and most of that week we'll have special guests. But I just wanted you all to know it's coming. I've been saying that for several times. So when I'm out and about, you will say to me, come on now, when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? So we know it's going to start the Tuesday after Labor Day, and we'll do a 10 to 12, and it's going to be called the L.Y. Morning Show, but it'll be podcast. Okay, good morning, and let me just tell you, had a chance for the first time in 10 years, really, to go to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's my best friends there, and they had been inviting my godson that had never been. And I bring it up because, <laughs> let's just say I went up there and I was glad that, 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 that TB was able to be a tremendous host. And it's a beautiful city and well laid out and all. They had their problems too, like all American cities. But during the time we were there, we couldn't have asked for better weather and went into a, what made me think about this is that I was in the, the market and the Reading Terminal Market. And I was there, we was supposed to be just less than an hour and make our spots known and go around to Mother Bethel and all of everything that he thought we should see, the Independence Mall and all that kind of thing. But I was in, in, in that restaurant, the market rather, for almost three hours. And the first question that somebody said, what about it in the Lexington market? And I said, the difference right here, that's a major market that they have there in Philadelphia. And we got a minor league team market here in Baltimore, even with all that nice money that was spent on it. It's not where it should be. The people were there, it's crowded. It was, oh my goodness, the foods and different types of variety. They must have, I'm guessing, I'm going to see they got anywhere between oh, 50, 75 different stalls and things. And just about everything that you would want to eat, of course, almost every spot you went, every other spot you went had a cheesesteak this, cheesesteak that. <laughs> and it was just wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And God willing, I'm going to get out more to to do things that like that. And yeah, I know I came back and I did a text, excuse me, a Facebook statement about the difference between our market and the Lexington market, their market and ours. I'm sorry. If you want to shop, you don't want to have the... Those of you who have been down there at the Lexington market, you can see 
That's that is not ex- nowhere near the, what you have to go through to get to their market. And people coming from every direction all blend. Oh, it was wonderful. Okay, there we go. Enough said. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Let me get this in because then I want to hear from my brother. We certainly have him on our prayer list. He is a warrior. He continues to recuperate, and I monitor him, and he's just as active as he can be. We're going to get to Mark C in a minute, but let me just also say that we are going to go to Washington this coming Saturday. This coming Saturday, we're going to be going to Washington. And as a result of going to Washington, that's the march on Washington. We're not going there for a commemoration, but a continuation of the vision and dreams of Martin Luther King, who have, they have become ours. Not a commemoration, but a continuation to fight the fight. And we're going to do that in great numbers. Now, we're at the point now where we're going to have to bring closure. So many folks keep telling me, I'm going, I'm going. Well, I know you want to go, you might really mean it, but now you got to come on and pay for the tickets. We have to have all the bus seats paid for no later than tomorrow, no later than tomorrow. And so we're going to arrange, if you call and make reservations, where you can bring your check or money order or cash, and but you need to contact Brother Eric. You've got to contact Brother Eric. His number is 443-621-1907, 443-621-1907. This is being coordinated through the Maryland Branch Baltimore Chapter, the Maryland Branch of NAN, Natural Action Network, Baltimore Chapter. And we have right now, we've got about four buses. We're working on a fifth one. But all tickets, those of you who made your reservations, you say you're going to be, you must have that ticket paid for by tomorrow, by tomorrow. And we'll tell you where you can bring your check, money, order, or cash. But it has to be paid for. Come on now. The bus just, it's not going to leave on talk. It leaves because the bill's paid. And we're really, I've been told not to go, but I'm sorry. I got to go. I'm going to go if it means that I go as far as the bus and then sit. I understand that the NAN buses will be as close to where things are as possible. I really want, I want to be part of this historic 60th anniversary. I want to be part of it. I want to be able to say when the call was made for us to send a message to America, I was one of the thousands who said, I'm not sitting on my rusty dusty. I'm going to make my way. Physically disabled, yeah, but I'm going to go. We need to make our presence there and show our presence by the thousands. And Baltimore City being as close as it is to to Washington, we should have a strong delegation. So again, lastly, if you want to go, you can go. You just need to have your ticket paid for. Call and make your reservation with Brother Eric, 443-621-1907, 443-621-1907. And I'm calling because I was listening to the uh, in conversation with L.Y., and he said this is the number to call so that I might get on the bus and be a part of the March on Washington. 60th anniversary of Dr. King, 1963, in his speech, I Have a Dream. But we're not going for a commemoration. We're going to because we want to have a continuation to fight, to achieve what we should be achieving. Okay, family? All right. Thank you, thank you. And before I get into some of the issues, let me bring up my major brother here, Mr. Mark C. Good morning to you. How are you? Hey, good morning, L.Y., my big brother from another mother. How you doing? Hanging in there. How's the queen? Queen good, man. The queen's good. I told her you text me and asked, was we ready? Was we going? Was we, we going? We definitely going, man. <laughs> we ready um, to go. We ready to see you tomorrow at the Summerfest. But let me tell you, man, I went to the doctor Friday. I had kidney surgery. I went to the doctor Friday to get a kidney mask off. And the doctor 
did the biopsy, said it wasn't cancerous. I'm on the men, and I'm super happy, man. I'm I'm doing a little exercising on my QB, my little foot saddle thing, and I just feel great, man. And today at 3.30, the guys are going to meet. It was a call to action yesterday from Patrick Henderson, 3.30 in front of City Hall today about the bike lanes that we don't need. And then tomorrow, Brother Terrence, Terrence Cafe, his business was vandalized. And what? So, yeah, Brother Smitty, call for action tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., that's the 101 St. Paul. That's right there, St. Paul the 25th. I did stop by there, brother, when I came from the doctor Friday and and I bought a couple things. And he wasn't there, but I left him the information and stuff. If he wants to call into my show this Sunday, me and the queen, we're going to be doing a addiction recovery and a solution show. She'll be having 20 years clean and sober. September 3rd and in June I celebrated 33 years clean and sober. I think that's very important, Larry. But the school, back to schools, man. We all, I want to shout out everybody that's doing back to school. I know it's well needed. Our church CRL did there Saturday. But today, very important, Larry, in my neighborhood, Brother Eric Brown, peace team, and I'm getting it off my phone, so it's 50, it's 4652 York Road, but it's not only book bags, free haircuts. He owns a barbershop, 12 to 4 p.m., ages 4 to 11. It's the 4652 York Road, 4652 York Road, starting at 12 noon. Larry, and the haircuts are from ages 4 to 11. 4652 York Road, big brother. Okay, okay. Mark, I'm so glad you brought up the fact that tomorrow the Maryland branch of National Action Network Baltimore Chapter will be having our end of the summer, what we call our Summer Fest. And it's going to be absolutely fantastic. We've got Culinary Innovations, which is Brother Chef Artie. He's preparing a buffet that everyone says is the best in the world. Buffet by him. And we're going to have live music, DJ artists, artists. And then we're going to have some special guests coming by. I've already got invited. We're going to have uh, April Watts been invited, and so has Quicksilver, and Ryan the Lion, and the Little Black, and the Pork Chop. They've been all invited to come on by and make appearances with us. And then we the comedian team that be led by Miss Mae Bell, and then we're going to have a special guest that she's not been with us for almost she came last year when somebody close to her was running for office. But anyway, we're going to have a special guest. We'll get that reconfirmed. And we will also have a door prize. And the door prize is going to be a chauffeured limousine and a dinner at Luna Del C restaurant. So you wow. you picked up. In, in a limo, you're taken to dinner, and you're brought back home. That's going to wow. be the door prize. So all you have to do is is call and let me know you're coming because word is spreading real fast about our summer fest. Now, if you're a NAN member, you will be able to pay just $15. But if you're not a NAN member for the food and the beverages and all that's going to go on is $20. And it's from 6 to 9 tomorrow, tomorrow from 6 to 9. It's going to be at 601 Utah Street in the Chesapeake Commons Courtyard. The Chesapeake Commons Courtyard tomorrow night from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's going to wow. have the buffet, the live music, the comedy stints, and the door prize will be a winner who will get a chauffeur limousine and a dinner for two at Luna Del C restaurant. And wow. all in all, it's, and some very special air personalities coming by. Some of you have not seen in a while will be coming by. So what you need to do is make sure that you're up in the place and come yourself and be a part of the Summer Fest, the Summer Fest. 
and looking forward to inviting you. I'm inviting you now. I'm not looking forward. I'm doing the invite. <laughs> I'm looking forward. No, I invite yeah. you to come on by. Now, if you're going to come, then let me have a have you call. I'm a, a brother. Brother Eric gonna get upset because he gonna he gonna have no time for his own phone to be used. <laughs> but I'm gonna let you use that. Call him at four four three six two one one nine zero seven. Tell him you're coming to the Summer Fest. The Summer Fest, which is tomorrow night from 6 p.m. to 9. And uh, you come on by and enjoy. I promise you, the buffet itself is worth it, but everything's worth it. The whole evening, we have a wonderful time. And it's just one of the five big things that I enjoy hosting every year. It's become the Summer Fest. We do two, one in June. And one usually in September, but I moved this one up to this month, so we're going to just enjoy ourselves. Again, you make your reservation, 443-621-1907. Tell Brother Eric you want to come, we'll put your name down, and you come on, and let's enjoy ourselves. Okay, Mark, what are some of the big issues going on locally? Actually, I just got a text from Michael Eugene Johnson. I'm share that later on but for one thing is six children missing there oh my yeah six children missing watch the news and it's crazy larry that they found a young person from baltimore and a 17 year old was was accused of trafficking this child so we got three children missing right now throwing on six one out of the cherry hill area and uh, another one i think in southwest baltimore is three Two boys, uh, twins, and a girl. And I think the oldest out of all six is 13, man. And uh, keep up with the news and check it out. We got three young people missing, reported missing in Baltimore. That's one of the, one of the biggest things. Also, tonight, at Shake and Bake. I'm not tonight. I'm sorry, Larry. Tomorrow at 6 to 8, it's going to be a community meeting with the mayor and the police chief at Shake and Bake 6 to 8, and Larry, God willing, I'm going to stop by there on my way to the summer fest because it's very important. Larry, if people don't know, it's never, ever been like this. The, our young people, it's just a lot of not only are they getting shot and stuff like that, we have a lot of too much youth violence and stuff going on. And if it hadn't hit your neighborhood yet, somebody said this, if it hadn't hit your neighborhood yet, you blessed, but... I, it's nowhere in Baltimore. You, like, you can't make this stuff up, man. My neighbor, my elderly neighbor, been around here forever, and their granddaughter was visiting last week, and she was, they were eating crabs or whatever, came out 1030 in the evening. I was laying, actually laying on my couch sleep. Right out in front of my door, she was parked. And two would turn out to be young African-Americans were in her vehicle, her kid, right out in front of my door. And I was half asleep and I heard something. But what happened is the granddaughter was leaving and she said, Grandma, it's two, two people in my vehicle. And what they did is instead of running over there, and I'm glad they didn't, they just made a lot of noise and they jumped out and ran. And we do stuff like that. And then the African guy owned, just bought the auto shop at the corner of York Road in Oakland. His van was parked there. I came, went out Sunday morning, last Sunday morning, and they had broke out both windows in the van right across the street from where my van was stolen by teenagers a few years ago. And I told him my paid-for van the same year I got I retired. <laughs> it's a lot going on, man. But we do, I think we do need a special session. And I'm saying this because before Marilyn Mosley, a lot of people would get in their feelings, Larry. I got to say this. When people would say anything about Marilyn Mosley, but let me tell you something. At our church a few years ago, she said, I'm prosecuting 14, 15, and 16 years old for murder. She said that. And then later on, when people were saying a lot of officers, we can't do our job, this, that, and the other, she said, if the police not doing their job, she said, talk to the mayor and the commissioner. And what Ivan Bates is doing right now 
with the citation docket, Larry, is so important, man. I told you I'm in recovery. The reason that it's so important, because it holds everybody accountable. Everybody always talking about it starts at home. It does start at home. Let's hold everybody accountable. The citation docket will get still a drug court, the young people, and hold everybody accountable, man. And, we, and why I say we need a special session, Larry, because a lot of these young people that's out here driving these cars and stuff, you ain't driving, but you riding through Baltimore City. They're run, running red lights and all this kind of stuff. They caught four young people in a stolen car, Larry. The youngest was 11. Guess what? The 11-year-old was just able to be picked up by a relative. And Corey McRae said that we're going backwards with these policies. And our current state's attorney said that juvenile justice law, whatever it is, that is the worst law that he's ever read. I'm done. Man. All right, good buddy. I hear you loud and clear. And then add to, add to that that Baltimore police arrested a teen on the attempted murder and murder conspiracy charges Thursday evening in the connection to last month's Brooklyn Holmes mass shooting with detectives writing in court documents that closed-circuit video footage captured the teen shooting towards a group of people. And but guess what? To, just one second now. Testin yeah. Brian Jackson, 18, is charged with seven counts of conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, seven counts of first-degree attempted murder, and 41 other charges, according to the court documents. The police wrote in charging documents for the Baltimore team that they believe he shot at a group of seven people in the 800 block of 8th Street as they were running from the South Baltimore public housing complex where more gunfire had erupted moments earlier. He was, un it was unclear Friday, I'm told, whether Jackson has an attorney representing him in the case. A family member of Jackson's who answered the reporter's call on Friday declined to comment. The Brooklyn Holmes shooting on July the 2nd injured 30 people, including two fatally. And so now they got this young man, 18-year-old, accused of attempted murder, and was seen on camera shooting at eight innocent people. My goodness, my goodness, man. Ah, go ahead, Mark. Grab your seat. Grab your seat, man. Uh -oh. You know what? Uh-oh. You ain't going to believe this. You is not going to believe uh -oh. this. Uh-oh. This boy was on home monitor, man. This boy was under court home monitor. He wasn't, He was supposed to be home. And if he wasn't home, then somebody's supposed to have been looking for him. Some law enforcement agency was supposed to be looking for him, but this kid was on home monitor. The same way with that 12-year-old that was murdered not long ago was on home monitor when he was outside of his house and got murdered. He was on home monitor. So what does that say about our juvenile justice system? Larry? I hear you, loud and clear. I hear you. Be before we go to the lines, let me. I did get word. I'm, I wonder what Senator Oaks would say, but I've been told, Mark, that eight months after five teens were shot, one fatally, outside a Popeye's restaurant in Emerson Village Shopping Center, a developer said his firm has purchased the dilapidated. West Baltimore site for $17 million. The sale has yet to appear in public land records, but Lanier Richardson, a Chicago-based developer, said the deal closed Friday, paving the way for a redevelopment that will cost more than $20 million. Quote, I'm, I'm happy, but now the real work begins. The Emerson Village Shopping Center, known locally as The Village, opened in 19. 47 and earned a New England, excuse me, a new style of suburban shopping in an area that was then predominantly white. The shopping center had acres of parking with a mix of small business as well as a large department store and a movie theater drawing shoppers from across the city. About a decade later, the surrounding neighborhoods changed rapidly 
as speculators induced homeowners to sell their houses at rock-bottom prices. Yeah. There was a time when I I went to Emerson High School, graduated Mm -hmm. from there in 1967. Excellence Mm -hmm. demands sacrifice. I still remember the principal, Mr. Carl S. Rankin. Wow. (laughs) And uh, you're talking about schools. When Mr. Rankin walked them hallways, man, it was Mm -hmm. clear he was the principal. And when we had something in the auditorium and he wasn't in there, but the minute everybody knew the ranking was in, coming through the doors to go up on stage, the, the auditorium was an auditorium. It wasn't for you to do. Just the difference in looking at how things are now, mm-hmm. in certain situations, as opposed yep. to when I, things I was had, the courtesies and all that was, oh, man. It's, uh, but anyway, I wish them well. I, have, yep. I come past the village at least five out of seven days a week for one reason or another. And so mm-hmm. I really would love to see. And then they got these new homes. I forgot what, I think they're called the Uplands, which is right mm-hmm. across the street nearby there. Going to be gorgeous homes and whatnot. So the area is really going to do well. The, I think it's going to do well. I think it's going to do well. All righty. Let me see. We got four people in line, but one of them is a special guest I want to hear. Let me get Brother Allen in. He was the first caller. And after that, I'm going to get Brother Jenkins and right on down the line. Brother Allen, good, good, good morning. Good morning, Good morning, sir. I'm glad you're going to be on more and more because we need it because you're a good Democrat. Check this out. Tim Scott is cutting up. He went to Iowa, and he, uh, I think he, they like him. And uh, I stayed up in the quad. The more, more we call Donald Trump a racist, the more we're going to make him famous, and he probably going to pick Tim Scott. Because Obama didn't tell Hillary, because he was a good politician. He, he didn't tell Hillary, once you drop out so I can be president. Competition is good. Now, like Cornell West, the second ago, uh, defeated uh, Clinton. She's a woman. Now, how? Kelly, she got to stop being worried about a lot of people from the North. They'll vote for uh, Donald Trump and Tim Scott. And then they'll say, I'm not a racist because I voted for Tim Scott. He might be the vice president. President Obama was a genius. He never told uh, Hillary Clinton, once you drop out of the race, like a win. That means taking you for granted. I want you to ponder and think about that. I'm glad you all because the Democrats need to be messaging more. Right. Need to message more. Thank you. Now. I'm Thank glad you. you're back home, Larry. I'm gonna listen every day. Thank Thank you, appreciate you, man. Okay, now, brother Allen. Keep in mind again, podcast and regular radio, separate situations. But I'll give more details about it next Monday. Much more clearer details. We're gonna take a thirty second break, and then when we come back. I've got a good new friend that uh, I've been acquainted with, and I'm excited about his leadership. He'll be with us, and then we'll take other calls. Good morning, family, in conversation with L.Y. We're going to continue right on and with a very special guest, and then I'm going to get to Ernest and Mike. But this gentleman here is the representative of the AFL-CIO, and those who have been close to me over the decades know that my godfather, former state senator John Jeffries, labor movement machinists. I learned from him the value. And thank goodness I had, I I think it was perfect, but it was certainly near perfect labor record because I had to deal with him on any issue that I did not do the right vote on because if labor was up in the discussion, take the labor side. And now we have a new young brother who is the head of the Metropolitan portion of the AFL-CIO, Mr. Courtney Jenkins. Mr. Courtney Jenkins, good morning, good sir. Thank you for calling in. Good morning, Senator Young. Thank you for having me. And so here you are now. The Give the proper title for the for, 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 that you hold. Oh, thank you, sir. So I'm the president of the Metropolitan Baltimore AFL-CIO Central Labor Council. And how many unions do you have under your work relationship? We have over 100 local affiliated unions spanning the greater Baltimore metropolitan area. That's everything from electricians to firefighters to public employees to teachers. What do you think enabled them to feel comfortable taking Courtney Jenkins, a young man, and say, help us out and show us some leadership? I think, sir, it's something that we've seen across movements and organization spaces for decades. I think that we know that young folks lead movements and have that energy, but also we are forward thinking. 
And I think we're with the labor movement, at least, we're getting ready for the next 50 years of our work and what that means for working people and working families. So I think that our delegate body was intentional about making sure that there was a leader who would be here and be around for the foreseeable future. And the two issues right now that we're working in collaboratively with Brother Jenkins' family with the National Action Network, we're working on two things. The I Vote, which is going to be a campaign that we're going to start right after Labor Day, right on through the May election that's coming up next year. And, of course, we're going to register to vote, and then we're going to do Get Out to Vote. And we're working, and I'm glad that he was able to accept and move it as part of his their agenda. And then this coming Saturday, what well, we got this coming Saturday, Brother Tinkins? We have the 60th anniversary of the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, sir. I'm really looking forward to that, excited about that. And uh, as I said earlier, if you, I'm not particularly sure how the union folks are giving the names, but we have the bus coordinator for the march with me even now, Brother Eric. And if you want to reach him so that you might join Brother Jenkins and I and Nina Redmond and Marietta, uh, Nina Redmond and Marianne English and many others, you join us, 443-621-1907, 443-621-1907. And Eric will be ready to take your call and line you up so that you might be able to join with us on the march to Washington, not for commemoration, but for a continuation of the agenda that still needs to be dealt with. But Brother Courtney, I was asking you about the labor commitment. Labor seemingly is trying to get back to the strength that used to be. I'm optimistic. What are you? I'm optimistic as well, sir. And we have a promising future ahead of us. And I think that we stand in the legacy of the A. Philip Randolphs of the world. And many don't know the original March on Washington for Jobs and Justice and Freedom had a lot of labor input, a lot of labor organizers, including A. Philip Randolph, because they recognized that you can't have jobs, you can't have freedom without talking to the black working class of our population and making sure they're involved. That's exactly right. And Dr. Loretta Johnson and and all of those good folks who keep the A. Philip Randolph Institute going to commend you. Good, sir. I just, is there any other information? I got two minutes with you that you can share a thought with us of any importance. We welcome to hear from you. Again, I appreciate you having me on, sir. And I encourage everyone to make it to Washington, D.C. this Saturday, August 26th. One of our affiliates, I believe the Amalgamated Transit Workers Union, will be sending a bus of their members down. Again, we encourage everyone who's able to make it down on Saturday. It's sure to be a great event but also a bit where we honor legacies, but also continue that work. And labor movement is committed to continuing that work. I know our national AFL-CIO has been sending out communications to all of our affiliates and all the folks on the email list just to make sure that labor does have a strong presence on Saturday. So I look forward to seeing you down there. And this, they might already have it, so double-check with them, please. We do have the bus coordinator for the greater Baltimore area, Eric, here. There is special passes that will be given to certain buses. We can't do it for everybody, but we're going to see if we can make sure that every bus get as close to the marching area as possible. You have to have a special pass. So double check and see if maybe they've already got it through their national affiliation. But if not, let me know. And I'm sure Brother Eric and I can work it out because we'll be talking with the people tonight because our last day for collecting money for those who want to go will be tomorrow. So we're going to get as many passes on buses as we possibly can. And we have no problem helping with that bus or any other bus that you might know of that needs to pass to get as close to the area that they're going to be leaving from, which is the Lincoln Memorial. And then they're going to march from there over to Dr. King's statue. All right, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you so very much. Looking forward to the opportunity to work this on these issues, but other issues as you see fit. If you find a need to let the community know what you wanted us to do to be with you, to take the opportunity to put your call in, let me know, and we'll have you right up to talk to the community. I honestly believe that you're going to do well, and I commend you. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. You have a good one. There we go. Okay, let's go to the lines and pick up Ernest. Ernest. Good morning, sir. See you on your 
Hello. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to say, did you hear about the Tyreek Nichols situation where all five of those officers had their charges dismissed? That was when they beat up the black guy and killed him. And it was rumored that he might have been seeing one of the officers' girlfriend. But anyway, all, all five of those officers got off. I don't know how they got off, but because it was on video. And congratulations, Mark C., on your 33 or 34 years of sobriety. Thank you, sir. All right. Okay, now I have to follow up on that situation you just referred to as a brother artist. Okay. Thank you. Let me turn and pick up one and only Money Mike. <laughs> I used to, used to laugh every time I said that because I don't know how he got Money, how did you get that title? Money Mike. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Mark. <laughs> good, good morning. Uh, hey, good morning. I don't know. I, Larry, I don't know. I didn't give it to myself. I know that. Before, so. I know that. I know you wouldn't do nothing like that. But, you, but, you, some, <laughs> but somebody did, and I'm grateful. But, Larry, let me get straight to the point. I'm here at the studio. I got something for you and Miss Flowers. I want to say congratulations to coming back on the air. And I just want to say this. People, look within your house, look within your family, and decide if you're ready for an emergency. We have the situation that happened in Florida. We have the situation that's happening out on the East Coast. We had the situation where the freezing happened in Texas. And believe me, something can happen to you here. And if you don't have a plan, if you're not prepared and you're waiting on government, you may have a long wait. And, Mark, about that young man who was on home monitor, I've been saying and I'm going to keep on saying it starts with the mind. And as a man thinker, so shall he be. If you change your mind, you change your thinking, you change your life. So with that, Larry, I'm going to say welcome back, and I hope to see you all this Saturday. Over in Washington. Oh, my goodness. That would be wonderful, good sir. Oh, wonderful. Man, that's all right. But, Money Mike, I just want everybody to please understand. And, family, I do, I do, when I say I'm returning to broadcasting, but the mechanism that I'll be coming on is a podcast and not radio, radio. You will have to find me through the podcast system. And I will be, as I said, starting. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I'll be uh, operating and giving you the, the number and everything. I'll have all that ready for you next week. But I will be, you will be able to reach me, and we'll be able to talk and have a discussion, just like it'll be a two-hour version of the four-hour version that we used to do for 25 years. I'm looking forward and excited about it, and I'll give up next Monday. You'll be listening in. I'll get, you'll get the number and all that kind of good stuff. So that the but it's a podcast, not the uh, which means I'm going to I'm going to do it. Very few people do a daily show. I'll be one of I understand one of about ten percent that'll do a daily show ten to twelve, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm going to hold on to the Larry uh, in conversation with Ly show on Mondays here WLB ten ten. I'll keep this going. I would say probably if I can, I'd like to keep running to the end of the year. I would like to. But the commitment to really put my time and effort in is going to be transferred over to the LY Morning Show, and that's going to be a podcast situation. But look forward to having as many of you join with me as you can. We're going to have, starting with, I'm going to go after the top leaders and folks. You will not be able to. I t- we're going to give you the information. Don't forget the mayoral election is up. The president's city council election is up. The controlled election is up. Choosing a new United States senator is up. All of that is going to be a part of what we talk about. Plus, of course, ready to hear the issues that we should be working on through NAN and other organizations that have activities. Want to bring them to the forefront. That's the one thing I can honestly say, and I thank Dr. Cheatham for saying it. I made sure that even though NAM was my number one and remains my number one issue to work with through the community, I always felt whatever you were doing, we would either be your partner or we would certainly give you the opportunity to share with our community what you're doing. We never tried to duplicate. Oh, give 100 to Larry, 100 to Christine. Oh, I'm sorry, Larry, I was talking to Sean. I just want to say, hey, you and Mark keep up the good work. That's for you, bro. All right. And, hey, I love both of y'all. Y'all keep strong, all right? You epitomize some of the best of us, man. God bless. Wow. God bless. Okay.
I tell you right now, that just took care three people. If you call Eric right now and say that you are eligible and would like to go to Washington, but you need some help, the first three to call Eric right now, you can go free courtesy of Money Mike. That is that's so awesome, man. And congratulations, man. Congratulations. Courtesy of Money Mike. You can call Eric right now, 443-621-1907, and you say that you just heard on this show that you could be the first three callers. If you make that call, 443-621-1907, courtesy of Money Mike. The first three of you who call, you can go at no charge. And it will be able to take care of that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, Mark, what in the heck is going on with the Baltimore Orioles in the state? I have no idea, bro. You can't make this stuff up, man. You can't make it up. I tell you what, man. You the expert politician and all this stuff. Let, tell me. Tell us. <laughs> I am trying to find out what the heck is going on. He, Peter Angelos, was one of my best friends. One of my best friends. I haven't been to a Oriole game since he was basically not doing the daily operation. Things have turned over to the family members and all. But I am, I agree with Speaker for Speaker, the President of the State, Senator Ferguson, that the Orioles and the team need to come on and settle this situation. Yes. And uh, the Orioles know they're going well. They, what, for what reason would they be going anywhere? There's no reason. The contract they knew years ago was going to end at December of 2023. There was no reason to have any further discussions about, come on and work out a long-term agreement, another 20, 25-year agreement, and move forward. Now, from what I understand, Mark, based on the President Ferguson's, Senate President Ferguson expressed his impatience during the Maryland Association of County Summer Conference that the Orioles and Maryland Stadium Authority had not yet agreed on a long-term lease. And saying that, as everybody else says, they wished that a deal had been completed yesterday. And now, of course, he does represent that area of Camden Yards and the surrounding area. But he was saying that the Ravens, they agreed to a new lease months ago. Mm-hmm. And the, the the lease approved by the Board of Public Works on January 3rd is for 15 years and outlines steps the club believes will upgrade the 71, the 71 seats MT Bank Stadium, extend its life. The Ravens lease can be extended further for another 25 years. They're not playing. See, that's okay. And so if you look at what the Ravens did, they moved quickly because they understood what a great opportunity it is to continue to be in Baltimore and thrive in Baltimore. And yeah. I agree. I'm hopeful that the Orioles mm-hmm. will do the same thing. Now, so we'll see how things go. I understand Craig Thompson is the state's negotiator for the stadium authority. But the sooner we get this done, the better. And so the, the I'm being told that he wants to get some additional property, he being John Angelos. He wants to get some extra property that's not presently that of the Orioles. The Stadium right. Authority right. and the and Camden Yards, that belongs to the state. And I'm sorry, I'm so proud of them. I, Mark, I haven't watched a baseball game in months. Maybe you can say years in terms of because they weren't winning. And I got better things to do than sit and watch a team lose right in front of me. But now, when I have have it set down where I push the button and say, what you want to see? I push Ray Orioles. And so now it it shows up when I'm on other shows, whenever the Orioles games are on. And usually I just clip it to dismiss. But now, I said, oh, good, let me do it. And I'm ready to watch it. And it's wonderful to watch them. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's wonderful to I watch him. I love it myself, I, and I'm more of a basketball fan. My brother and my father was the baseball fans, but I kept some of it myself, big brother. Oh, oh no! Well, let me see this, Willie Ray. Let me give him a quick minute here. Yes, sir. Yes, really? sir. Yes, sir. Good morning, uh, brother Larry. Just want you to know I will be there with you tomorrow. 
6 o'clock as you come up fast. But I also want you to make sure that the time and the place is too shallow in the time. I think. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, good brother. That's very important information. We'll be leaving from New Shallow Church a Saturday morning, 6.30. The program starts at 8. So I'm saying 6.30, maybe no later than 7. But we're going to leave, and we're going to do our best to try to have you back here by 4. Okay, now I'm going to be praying. I'm in a little light recovery, too. I'm going to try to be there tomorrow, 32. Okay. Just in case for the notice, I want to thank everybody for coming down to Lexington Market for the Stop the Violence, a positive role model talent show. We will be doing a Baltimore Half Talent coming up this fall, hopefully at Greenland Players. So be on standby for the date. The next Stop the Violence Coalition Talent Showcase will be coming up for a Baltimore Got Talent. If America Got Talent, Baltimore Have Talent. We're going to make it happen in Baltimore City. Wow. And he's serious, too, folks. Reverend Lee is serious. <laughs> yeah. And Reverend, when is your 50th anniversary, good brother? Oh, thank you. October the 14th, coming up at New Shallow Baptist Church. Thank you for being so gracious and purging the table, as well as Reverend Dr. Harold Carter, Jr. He's hosting, and hopefully Congressman Quais and Fume will be the keynote speaker. But all are welcome. I'm not retiring, and neither of them I'm tired. This is my second win to get back in the struggle. That's why I want to try to get to Washington, D.C., to recommit my commitment to Dr. Martin Luther King legacy as we saluted him after the 10th at the election market with the Royal Marching Band. We want everybody to know that we support. I'm a proud member of National Action Network along with Chairman Larry Young as well as Reverend Al Sharpton. And we want new members. That's why I'm going to be there tomorrow with some people to join up for the National right. Action Network at Summerfest tomorrow. That's not only that, we're going to be having an opportunity in September to have the Greater Baltimore Chapter, as AKS, the name it was called, we're now going to be calling ourselves, rightfully, the Maryland Branch slash Baltimore Chapter. We will have a Baltimore County Chapter. We have an Anne Arundel County Chapter, a Hartford County Chapter, a Howard County Chapter, and we're going to have all that, and as people come forth to join, they can have their own close force rather than one big chapter. We're going to have five separate chapters. My hope is, thanks to Stan Gerald Stansbury, we're going to look at having as many as 12 chapters organized throughout the state by the end of December. That's my goal. Yeah, man. And I'm so, proud to be recruiting members from Baltimore City. I'm going to try to get some amen, members from Baltimore City. Amen. You, when we go through the process of putting our leadership team together, you'll be automatically put in, as far as I'm concerned, as the uh, ministerial member, leader for our uh, chapter here in Baltimore. Thank you so very much, good brother. And I look Let forward to it. Thanks for shooting Kurt Smoke and I at your honoree for Maryland chapter of Nash at New Shallow in February. Thank you. That was an honor reward. I really appreciate it. I know Kurt Smoke did it as well, as many um, others. Yes, indeed. We will. That'll be an annual thing we do during Black History Month. Thank you so very much. Oh, wow. Okay. So I see I already got some calls about why would you say that about the election? I didn't say anything negative about the election market. I just simply said that the Philadelphia market that I went to was better. And I spent three hours there. And I got a minute and a half left before Sean tells me to stop. So let me just tell you, there's something up there that I just found for, and I can't wait to, I'm going to take the idea back. Have you ever heard of a fruit biscuit, Mark? A fruit no. biscuit. Same here. I ain't never heard of a fruit biscuit. There's a black woman up at the, that market, and a mm. fruit biscuit is, all she does is she takes the same dough that you get Pillsbury biscuits and stuff from. And you put your fruit in on with the dough. So if you put, you like peaches, you like cherries, you like grapes, whatever your fruit is, you put mm-hmm. it into the dough, you bake it, and you sell it. Like, and it's a little small donut, biscuit, excuse me, excuse me, biscuit, for two dollars. Wow. And I said to myself, wait a minute. So I went on and bought one. Next thing I know, I wound up buying four more. And I shouldn't have done that. But it was no. so good. <laughs> and so I brought him all my way back home. And my godson said, what you doing? 
I said, I knew I was supposed to wait till I got back home, but no. So by the time we got back home from Philadelphia, it was one left that I had the next morning. But I'm, a, I'm stealing her idea. I'm going to tell it to the restaurant that I love, my buddy down in Nuna Del C. Add this to your menu. All you have to do is take some dough and put your fruit in it, bake it carefully so that you don't burn or overburn it, and have a biscuit and call it a fruit biscuit. And uh, we might have to give that lady some, I don't know. But anyway, it's one way to have fruit and a biscuit. And I have a feeling it's going to get popular. I really do. Mark, I look forward to seeing you and the Queen tomorrow. Family, again, if you want to join us on the bus, it's 443-621-1907. Brother Money Mike, you're one of the best. Thank you so very much. Coming up next, I'm surprised she's here in the room. I had to go through 250 people just to get to the table that she said I could sit at. Yes, it was something up in there. And the girl looks so good. Oh, my goodness. It's a good you thing I call her. Save that for when you get home. I, see, <laughs> see, I, I, I should. I know. Good, goodbye, them. Mark. Goodbye. John, good, goodbye. It's family. Have a great week. And all things do. Listen in. We've got a special information on the podcast. And you know who's coming up next. So be gone. Have a blessed one. Peace. John.